Hey everybody, this is Pastor Court Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. And verse 5 and 6 is where we're going to read from, I think, Pastor Chavis and Sister Chavis for the opportunity to be able to speak to you. Drop some more things in my spirit about uh, we as saints of God and, and children of God, we struggle with the, uh, the time frame that things are not happening when we think they should happen. And that's just normal, especially living in the day we live in. But I believe the Lord's going to help us understand some things today and give us some encouragement to, to be able to understand what God's got for us and what He's going to do for us. The Bible says in Proverbs 3 and 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. If you put your Bibles down, lift your hands and ask the Lord to bless. Lord Jesus, thank you for what you're going to do tonight. Thank you for your help, your strength. Lord, you're great and mighty. I thank you, Lord, for each and every one that's here. Open our hearts to receive what you have for us, O oh God. And we'll be careful to praise you, give you glory and honor in your majesty name. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. The church said in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Today, in this time that we live in, uh, you, uh, we are a fast-paced society, fast-paced world. We can drive in to McDonald's and get a happy meal, get some food, and be on our way. And that's where sometimes a lot of us get too busy, that that's where we end up eating, and we end up making mistakes. And, and that convenience, that's why it's called a convenience store. When you walk in, everything is at your beck and call. The things that grasp you the most, the chocolate bars, the bag of chips, the Mountain Dews, those things are, are right there instantaneously for your, for your viewing. And, and I know back in the day, and some of, some of you may not even know what I'm about to say, what, these, what this is, but when we were kids, we had what we call VCRs. A VCR is a thing that has a tape about this size, and it's got a movie on it. And you put that tape in there, and you had fast-forward, and you had rewind, and, and you had that little tracking dial on there. Buddy, I'm telling you, if it didn't have a tracking dial, I threw that thing out in the yard because I wanted to be able to control that tracking because you get them lines in there. See, y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all look at me like, what in the world? My middle daughter has two under her bed because she refuses to get rid of her VCRs because she has some of her old Barbie movies that she had when she was a kid. And every once in a while, she'll pull that VCR off out and she'll watch something. And, and there was a button on there that was called Fast Forward. A lot of people knew what Rewind was, and we couldn't stand it. You, you got a movie, and you put that movie in, and you're sitting down with your popcorn, and you're all excited, and it comes on, and the credits are there. 
And you're like, who did not rewind this tape? I'm so mad right now. Because then you got to sit there for the next three minutes to let that thing rewind. See, uh, some of y'all don't know the struggle that I had when I was a kid. I mean, some of you do. But that was struggle. That was bad for me. But nobody understood the fast forward button. Because me, I'm a stickler. I can watch the same movie over 490 times and be happy. But... There's parts that I want to fast forward to and get there, like the Lion King. We didn't want to watch everything until Pumbaa and Simba come upon the, until uh, Pumbaa and Timon come upon the thing. We fast forwarded it to them. You know, there were certain things that we wanted to see, so we fast forwarded it. A lot of times that's the way we are in our life today. And the topic of my message today is pause, no fast forwarding. Pause, no fast forwarding. Today in the time that we live in, the Lord has come to us and spoke to us and, and give us dreams and give us visions and, and put callings on our lives and, and give us a word from someone that you're going to be this or you're going to do that. And our problem is that we live in this society where we can even now buy cars online and have them delivered to our house and never have to do anything microwave. Whoever invented that is sitting somewhere with a tropical drink in their hand right now because they are living it. Today, as I was said, pastors taught us about the timing. But I want to talk to you today about the process in the timing. The process that we as humans, we get stuck in and in the world's way of thinking and, and we try to bring the world's way of thinking into our lives. We try to say, okay, Lord, you spoke this. I want it to be done now. You spoke this over my life. I want my ministry now. I want my family now. I want things to happen now. But number one thing we have to do is we have to follow God's process. We have to follow the plan that God has put in our lives. And the, th the number one thing in this process is obedience to God first. No matter what it is. The Bible says in Matthew 6.33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things. What are these things? These things are the things that you've dreamed about. These are the things that you have said, I want to have. These are the things, maybe something that you've just wanted, something that you just desired. But the Lord said, if you would seek me, I understand that you like nice things. I understand that you want things in your life, and I'm capable of giving them to us to you. But the Bible says also in Deuteronomy, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. He wants you to seek him first. And trust Him that He can take care of every situation, every problem you have, no matter what situation is going on in your life. He's capable of taking care of that problem. But being obedient to God 
is, and everything is just not what we want to be. We want to be only obedient in the things we want to be obedient in. We want to only do the things that we want to do. First, first are important to God because he says, I don't, you know, and, and, and clearly in Exodus 20, he said, you shall have no other gods before me. I don't want you to think about any other gods. I don't want you to put anything in front of me. And the thing that you're thinking about right now that you do too much of is something that's before God. He clearly wants to be ahead of everything else in your life. He wants you to put him first before your church, before job, before your money, before your things. He wants you. He wants you to say, God, you're my everything. I don't need anything else. I need you and you only. Because the moment that we do that, the moment that we get that in our blood and get that in our spirit, all of a sudden we begin to feel that presence of God come in and say, now you're following the process. Now I can work with you. Now I can give you what you want. Now I can allow you to have what you need. He wants you to put him first. In your home, with your children, he wants to be the number one priority. I'm sure there's something that's in our minds that we could do better. Sure, I've got things that I could say, whoa, I need to pause. I don't need to get in a hurry. I don't need to, to, to go real fast. Because I remember our children and people that you, the, you that have children understand this in the wintertime. When your kid goes to put the coat on to go outside, about 99% of the time you have to stop that before there was zippers, if it was buttons, and you had to stop. We need to redo this because your coat looks like this. Because they was just in a hurry, and they wanted to button it up so they could go outside. And no, it's not going to work because it don't fit right. But when we start with God's plan and we begin to follow His order, the coat fits right. It buttons up snug. The protection of God becomes on us. He begins to be able to walk with us and say, Hey, now I can give you what you want. Now everything is in order. Now I know that this is what you need. And you're willing to understand I am in control of that situation. Because we don't want to release control. It's so hard for us to release control. But if we would put the buttons on first and put the coat on and the buttons would just all fall into place. And the good news is once you get that first button on, everything else is going to fall into place. You used to just, I used to try to button my shirt from the bottom. never worked because it would be up here. When I was, my dad was like, start from the top. Button that first button. And it would all fall into place. We get in such a hurry that we want to say, God, I want the fun things. I want the, the glory. I want the revival. I want the conferences. I want to preach this. And I want to do here, but our buttons are not right. Our, our, our lineup is not with God where it needs to be. Trust in Him with all thy heart. Understand that He's capable of doing the exceedingly abundantly in your life when everything is in order. But God likes order. Whenever we feel like someone has spoken to us and, we, and they come up to us and say, I believe you're going to do a great work of God. It's okay. Take that. Put it in your spirit and then go about doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because we find David 
out in the middle of the shepherd's field taking care of his father's sheep. He's out there singing to God, having a good old time, taking his time to reminisce and just be with Jesus, playing him songs, writing hymns, just doing what he does, taking care of obedience, doing what, doing what he's supposed to be doing, following the right way. And then all of a sudden, a servant came and says, David, you're needed. Your dad, go now, go now. He walks in the room, and Samuel puts the oil, begins to pour it over him and anoints him. And you find after that happened, what did David do? After he went and played a few songs for Saul, calmed him down, but then the next few verses down, you find him back out in the field with the sheep. God understands what you're going through. Myself, I don't want to listen because that's me. I'm hard-headed, asked my wife. GPSs is not my thing. I'm smarter than the GPS. If the GPS tells me I can be there in two hours and 30 minutes, nah, we're going to be there in two hours and five minutes because I know a quicker way. Come on, guys, don't leave me hanging now. I know some of you the same way. I have been set in the back roads of somewhere not knowing where I'm at, can't get a signal because I did not listen to the GPS. But that's just the way our flesh thinks, that we can do it better, that we've got this under control. Because I have been in some places where my phone won't work, and I'm saying, God, I'll stand on top of the truck if you'll just forgive me and get me out of this mess because I don't want to be here where I'm at right now. And we find ourselves in life that we're at now, too. We get off the road because we wanted to take the four-wheel drive and go do what we wanted, fast forward a little bit, and, and get into that area that we think that was the best way. And, 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 and this is a little bit better over here, but no, it's not the right way. We have to stand strong and say, when we don't know what to do, we need just to stand and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I don't understand it. I don't know when it's coming, but I'm going to keep the process the right thing. I'm going to put it in say, and I'm not going to move off of that process. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. We always want the fun parts. We don't never want to allow ourselves to get into that place where we have to ask for help, especially the men. But we have to follow the process. You can't give a baby a steak. It's healthy. Why can't I? Now, Denham Crawford's boy, you probably could set him down in front of a steak because that joker probably could just now into it. He's a big old boy. Bryson was like 21 pounds and in like eight, 18 months or something. He was, he, he was huge. He, my wife wouldn't even carry him. He's like, you carry him. I ain't carrying him. He's too heavy for me. But we still couldn't give him a steak, even though when he looked at it, his eyes got about that big around. He was like, oh. But no, you had to follow the process. You had to give him milk. You had to give him cereal. And you had to give him formula. And then you had to, you know, gradually. That's what God's doing. He's saying, hey, this is the goal right here. This is where I want you to be. This is where I'm going to take you to if you would just follow that process and say, hey, I'm going to totally give myself over to you. 
The second thing we need to do is submit to our leader. Submit to our leader. Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey them that have a rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your soul. Did you hear that, that phrase? For they watch for your soul. Not to be over you or overlording you. They are there to help you. They are there to guide you as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. A servant's heart, we find a man by the name of Elisha minding his own business out in the field, plowing the field. And I often wondered why did, why did this happen? But Elisha's just minding his own business, and Elijah comes by and slaps him over the back with that mantle, and all of a sudden something hits him, and he's like, wow. And he says, hold on, let me, let me, let me come with you. And he, he takes his ox, and he kills him, and he, he, he sacrifices him, and he, he begins to follow Elijah. But scholars say, I begin to do some study and trying to figure out, because, hey, you don't see Elisha. None in the scriptures. For seven to eight years, they said, he followed him without doing nothing but being a servant. Some of us wants to fast forward and get ourselves into a place where we can't handle the situation. I'm helping someone right now. The thing that God has called you to do, the thing that God wants to do in your life, because we need all the servants we can get here at Truth Chapel. And I promise you, if you start here under that, God's going to put you in to say, hey, I'm going to not deny you of anything you want. Joseph, little man, doing his little thing, walking along, good, minding his own business, and all of a sudden, everything that happened, tragedy after tragedy, thing after thing, problem after problem. Why is this going on? Well, Joseph, I'm just getting you Getting you, getting you ready. I'm building you up. I'm getting you stronger. I'm putting knowledge in your head. I'm giving things to you that you don't even know that you've got. You're going through problems right now that you don't know why in the world you're going through them. But I promise you, in just a few more months, you're going to walk around and you're going to see somebody going through the same exact problem. And you're going to say, hey, I know how to help you with that. The Lord helped me with this. And, and then I had this person over here help me. And then when you get one together, it, it takes care of a, a thousand and two is two, ten thousand. And then when you get two or three people, then you'll be able to, to take over the devil and, and you can rush hell because you are submitted and you're helpful. And you can say, God, whatever you want to do, I'm not going to allow the devil to put me in a place that I need to fast forward to the end. Because if we're not prepared for the end, it will kill us. It will cause us to die. We will not be able to hold on to what God wants us to have if we allow ourselves to say, hey, I need it. I want it. I'm going to go get it. But if we back up and say, wait a minute, I'm going to follow this process. I'm going to put God first. I'm going to submit and God's going to bless. The miracles are going to come. The signs is going to come. The help's going to come. My kids are going to be saved. My family's going to be saved. All the things that you begin to pray for is going to happen. If we don't follow the process, it can kill us. Ask Samson. He got himself in a bad situation because he didn't follow the process. 
And yes, the process is not fun. You're not going to have friends. You're not going to have. You're not going to be popular. You're not going to. You're not going to be in the limelight. You're going to be like Elisha was. He was sitting back in the sidelines. He was just taking care of. He was just taking care of of Elijah. He was go get him a bottle of water, or he would go give him. He would give him his sandals. He was there as a servant. He was there to help him. But he said, "I'm going to follow the process." And then one day that whirlwind come down and scooped him up, and he got the mantle, and he. He began to do the exact same thing and double portioned of everything that Elijah did. He did it because he followed it. I tell you, there's power in following the process. Hell can't understand it. They don't understand why that we're going through problems or going through trials or tribulation and we're still walking and we're still going through and we're still walking along. Why? Because, yea, though I walk through the valley of death, the shadow of the death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. I'm following it. I'm doing the best I can. I didn't say you had to be perfect. I didn't say you could have everything in line. But you just start saying, God, I surrender to you. Here I am. Take me. I'm here. You can use me and do whatever you want to. And then God will begin to put the pieces together. And you'll begin to see things come about. Saul, it breaks my heart because I I read Samuel. A lot. And I see Saul, how he took and didn't follow the process. He wanted to fast forward and do it his own self. Pastor even said it in the message Sunday. He wasn't living the process. He was fast forwarding. Well, since he's not going to do it, then I'll do the sacrifice. But over disobedience of just a matter of not saying, hey, staying humble and say, I need to follow it. I understand that you may be going through stuff in your life today. You may be going through things that you don't understand. Problems, situations. Because we, you may have people say, well, if you just skip ahead and and, and move a little bit closer and move a little bit further. You're, you're going to get there faster if you do it yourself. You may get there faster, but it won't be as powerful as it was if you followed this process. It wouldn't be as powerful as, as David running and hiding in caves and, and not killing Saul. And he's doing the thing best he can very do. And, and he's running from the man that hates him. But he doesn't talk about him. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want to hurt Saul. But he says, hey, I'm going to follow the process. I'm not going to touch the anointed. And, and he says, I'm going to stay back and I'm not going to do it. But how can you imagine he felt after falling? everything right when he sat down on that throne and they placed that crown of thorn, that crown on his head how he felt of hey I did everything I was supposed to do I received what I was supposed to receive can you imagine when you get to heaven and you begin to walk into that pearly gates and you, you walk into the heavens and you see the glory of God and you see the majestic isn't it going to be worth it all to say hey I followed what I was supposed to do I followed the process and it was worth it it might have been hard, but I will follow the process and I see what you're going to do. I know you're going to help us and you're going to strengthen us. Clap your hands and give the Lord praise right now. I'm closing. And I looked at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
And I begin to do studies on them and come to find out that the, some of them say that they was anywhere from 11 to 13 years old when they came into Babylon. And they walked in scared, no family, nobody but just them. And they said, hey, no matter what you say, king, no matter what you tell us to do, we're going to put God first in everything we do. I tell you tonight, if you'd stand, I tell you that if you would put God first in everything you do, every situation of your home, start with your home first and say, God, break me, cause me to put you first. And then when you get that top button built, buttoned, and that's right, your family's going to fall in beside you. Everything's going to come in behind you. And everything's going to come right up where it's supposed to be. We do get frustrated as pastor preached Sunday. We get frustrated of waiting on God. But no, as long as you're doing the process, God's going to bless you. He's going to help you. He's going to strengthen. Can you lift your hands right now? Lord Jesus, help us to follow the process, Lord. I want a servant's heart. I want to find a Elisha that doesn't need the limelight. I want to find someone that says, God, I'm going to put you first, and then I'm going to serve no matter what I'm going to serve. Even if I don't see things happening in my life, I'm going to serve. Can you begin to pray and ask the Lord, Lord, help you? Help you. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.